You're listening to Minutia Men. But first, take a listen to this other fine Opie show. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and my co-host Luke Costable each week for the Car Guys Report. Informed Automotive, the podcast where two regular car guys talk about, what else? Cars. We'll tell you about what we've seen on the roads, what's happening in the industry, and share some great stories about our experiences in the automotive world over the past several decades. We guarantee it'll be fun, informative, and and entertaining. It's the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. You guys uh, all planned up for uh, Mother's Day? Do you have your uh, oh, everything yeah. ready to go? Yeah, the thousand turtle doves should be uh, that we're going to release <laughs> on the morning. Now, do you have to help the girls uh, or are they on their own to to pay tribute to your wife on Mother's Day? You know, when is well, so Michelle will listen to this sometime in October, so it'll be fine. Um, yeah, we haven't even talked about it. There's well, you know, I got a call from Sean, who's away at school, yeah. and he wants to come home for Mother's Day. But isn't his semester over, like, next week or well, whatever? Well, that, that's what... You know, I told Bridget that he's coming home, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Isn't it finals? He should st- he should be <laughs> studying for finals." Like, I don't think this is going to go over quite like you thought, uh, buddy. But uh, if you really want to do it, yeah. so uh, actually, Mother's Day for us, kind of bittersweet because my mom died. On yeah, no, I know, <laughs> so, I know. She could have picked three hundred and sixty-four <laughs> other days. You know, my dad, same thing with Father's Day. Father's Day. Yeah, yeah. it's it's. Yeah. Father's Day's never meant anything to me as a uh, dad. No. Just because it's got that stink on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's not, never really meant anything to me as a dad because they don't do anything for me. Well, that's true. <laughs> no, that's not true. Now, you know, we used to do like, when I was with uh, Landecker Show, and I had Vince with me all the time. Oh, well, he would produce like wacky oh, yeah. Mother's Day Yeah, stuff. I'd go into the studio and record. I think I have one here. Let's see if I can find it. This is from like 2000 and. 2003, mm-hmm. so Johnny, no, 2002, Johnny was four years old. So 20 years ago. Sean was just born. Happy Mother's Day to you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> happy, happy mother, Mother's Day to you. Johnny. Happy <laughs> to you. Happy Mother's Day. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. Huh? Happy birthdays, Mom. No, happy, no, happy Mother's Day, Mama. Happy birthdays. <laughs> happy birthday. Say happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah, that was. Aww. And every year we give her one of those. And, you know, we would do like Broadway shows yeah, right. for, for Bridget. So Johnny should have that on his phone. That whenever Bridget's mad at him, yeah, you just flop that out and go. Remember how cute I was? Johnny is humiliated by these old yeah. tapes, which well, you know, like, dude, they're cute. Yeah, yeah. You're 24 now. Who cares? Well, growing up on the radio, like yeah. they did. I mean, every they poop in their pants. It's a bit. <laughs> that's true, right? You know, that's true. Yeah, you eat some earwax. That's a wacky song, right? You know, my mom called me last night. Mm. And everything, all right. you know, well, you know, I always ask her what she wants for Mother's Day because, mm-hmm. you know, we're Germans. It's there's no sentiment. No, uh, you know, right. 
I say, what do you want? Right. And then I go get it right. and give it to her. And she's like, oh, thank you so much. This is just what I wanted. I know. You told me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but last night she called me up and she said, I need you to come over to the house tomorrow. I said, what's going on? She goes, I'm having the ladies over. And everyone's been talking about how good your margaritas are. Can you make us a picture of margaritas? Wow. That's <laughs> so how do these ladies are you entertaining the ladies? Well, it's <laughs> you know, Cinco de Mayo and they were at a Mexican place and they had a margarita and my aunt Trudy was bragging about how my margaritas are so much better really? than the margaritas of this uh Mexican restaurant. And so they made a date where they all would come over to my mom's house that you today but, and didn't tell you that you had to be the right. The, the right. Margarita Mom called guy. me last night, so I went over there this afternoon and I made her a picture of my margaritas and put it in the in the fridge. And so right now, as we record this, they're just getting liquored up. Right, they're now. getting liquored up. Did you do an extra? What what is margarita mix and what what is it? No, no, I don't use margarita mix. Oh, look at that's for amateurs. Whoa, because well, well, share know. share the what is the secret? Well, it's it's roses lime juice. Okay, a triple sec. Okay, and of course tequila. Okay. Right, and I can't tell you the uh, the ratio ratio because you just do it. It's my secret. <laughs> you just you know? do it, and right? plus I don't know exactly. It just looks right. So yeah, that's 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 well, my Mother's Day. That's isn't that a heartwarming Mother's Day? Yeah, I I'm sure that there were Mother's Days in the, when my mom was alive where it was what do you want vermouth <laughs> right exactly that's yeah. true P- go, <laughs> go to the jewel and i need three <laughs> bottles of dr- uh, gallo dry vermouth extra dry vermouth. that was her that was her vermouth. drink she would drink it straight yeah she would she would she would have the glass would be like three quarters full and then like a lit quarter of ginger ale yeah yeah it's, i mean that must I, I judge no one anymore i judge no one <laughs> hey she had a pretty good run yeah exactly you know? um so whatever. well we got a lot to do Rick, okay so. let's let's get to it Hey, so I saw this story over the weekend, and I've been smiling ever since. You ever see us? You ever have anything that happens to you, and it's just like you know what? That brings a smile to me. I was basically walking on sunshine, oh, and okay. have been walking on sunshine for the last I don't know seventy-two hours after I saw. Well, the story. I have to hear this now. College graduates are overestimating the salaries they'll start out at by fifty thousand dollars. Report fight. <laughs> Now, I can tell you as the as the father of two college graduates, that's not so funny to me. <laughs> that is not a funny story. I am not walking on sunshine hearing this story. Newly minted graduates are in for a shock. Although the job market and starting salaries for the class of 2022 looks significantly better than last year, uh-huh. they may fall far short of graduates' expectations. Yeah, the average starting salary for this year's crop of graduated graduates is projected to be a little bit more than 50 grand. It's fifty thousand one hundred thirty-two bucks. It's not bad. No. Uh, however, <laughs> according to a survey uh, by Real Estate Witch, I don't know whether. Current college students expect to earn $103,880. That's hilarious. Wait, what? (laughs) While the income misjudgment is deliciously fun, Uh here are a couple of other delicious misconceptions that these college seniors have. Now, you realize you have a daughter in college. This is still not funny to you. No, no, I I just love the fact that, you know, first of all, college was the best years of my life. And yeah. I'm happy when somebody else no longer has those best years okay, of their lives Okay, anymore. I can see is that. that Schaden, is that a little Schadenfreude? Schadenfreude. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah. right? Well, here's a couple of other things that were in this um, survey. Uh, guess how many weeks of paid vacation college grads expect to have in their first year? 
four. Six. <laughs> no, that's funny. <laughs> when in reality, it's one point, one and a half. Uh, this may be the funniest. Guess how much Guess how much money college seniors think will be deducted in taxes and Social Security from a hypothetical $1,000 a week check. So they're... So what they think is going to be a hundred bucks, 42. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Uh, Uh, You know what? I'm walking on. Okay. Last one. (laughs) Finally, when asked what age they expect to retire, what do you think they said? Uh, 55, 50. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, come on board guys. The water's warm. Come on in. You're going to have a great time. Uh, Oh, kids. uh, I love it. (laughs) Well, uh, I have uh, a story for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, this is in Nantucket. Oh, out east. Yeah, fancy schmancy, right? Fancy schmancy. Lighthouses and lobster rolls. Yes. Right? Nantucket voters say women can go topless on beaches all across the mm-hmm. island. Right. The measure, titled "Gender Equality on Beaches," was approved Tuesday night at the town meeting. It changes the island's bylaws to allow any person to be topless on public and private beaches. Currently, the law says only men can go topless mm-hmm. in public, and women who who do face a fine or possibly jail. Mm-hmm. Now, look, I'm I'm in favor of this because I'm a feminist. Uh, yeah, right. That's and nice. I don't think it's fair. Right. Exactly. It's not fair. When are we going to get past the patriarchy? Exactly. Uh, the change still has to be approved, et cetera, before it becomes official. But of course, whenever I hear Nantucket, yeah, it it uh, a little limericky. It sparks it sparks me. Would you like to hear a couple? Gee, let me see. Let me see if I've cracked the Rick code. Did you write a limerick about breasts in Nantucket? Maybe. Well, well, let's find out. There once was a gal from Nantucket. Her shirt was tight. She untucked it. Her melons felt freer, and though all could see her, she took off her shirt and said, fuck it. <laughs> nice. Very Here's good. Here's another one. Okay. There once was a man from Nantucket building sandcastles with his kid's bucket. A gal said, if you stop, I will take off my top. He said, I may be married, but fuck it. <laughs> well, I didn't know that fuck it and Nantucket right. Well, I think that's why it's so popular. <laughs> uh, I remember we were at, um, I think it was Punta Cana. You, did you have you ever been to Punta Cana? Punta yeah, Cana. it's uh, Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic, and we're on the beach. And actually, I think Michelle was not; she was I don't know working out or whatever. I don't know whatever she was doing. I was at the beach, and a very nice Brazilian woman came yeah. next to me and just started talking to me. Right, just you know, where are you from? Whatever. Right, and and I had never been on a topless beach before. Okay, and she just takes her shirt off. You know, yeah, and I. Yeah. Still to this day, yeah, I'm uncomfortable. I don't know what stuttering to... just telling the story. <laughs> no, I'm like, what do I do? You know, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. Yeah. And I, well, I'm sure I was very pithy and witty. I'm sure you were. Uh, you know, I, when we moved to Germany in the 70s, uh, you know, the Germans, you would never guess this. Uh, the Germans are very free with the nudity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. who would think? Right. Yeah. And growing up around Germans here, I was totally unprepared for this. And all the billboards had, you know, naked mm-hmm. breasts and whatever. But when we went to the swimming pool, like, the, you know, the Schwimmbad in the neighborhood, the yeah. sh- neighborhood Schwimmbad. Yeah. Um, all the women were topless. Yeah. And I was like 12. <laughs> And it was it was quite an eye opener for me. Well, I felt like it was a learning experience. Yeah, well, it was kind of yeah. It was. And, uh, I still, like I said, now you're right. I'm stuttering. Just think, I must have been a complete boob. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. 
Hey, I got a great review. Okay. From Drewby. Drewby. Drewby on Apple. Not Droopy. No, Drewby. Okay. Drewby on Apple writes, these guys are great. I love the hilarious banter and the great guest appearances. Binged many of your episodes at work and cannot wait to devour more content. It definitely makes a hard day at the office a little bit more enjoyable. Hopefully he's not an air traffic controller. Yeah. Or like a surgeon. Yeah. Right? You know? Yeah. Probably not. I would think not. No. Uh, Well, it's time for another feature. Do you know what we call this feature? It would be Studio Walls. It would be Studio Walls. And it has a jingle. It does. You know what? I'm going to sit here for a moment and let it... Let it soak in that we're about to play a jingle, and I think it is going to sound a little bit like this. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. So you hit the you hit the bumper, isn't yeah, that way? You know what? The thing that's that. I mean, I'm actually I hit the button at the right time, right. and I, my internet is down. Right. So it's taking for some reason. It's taking like. 10 seconds to get to the audio. So that's that's yeah. what's happening there. All right. So listen, um, this is the part of the show where we uh, we celebrate 40 years of Rick mm-hmm. and Dave. Mm-hmm. And we go through our uh, vast archives. And I sent Dave the list of things from this week in Rick and Dave history and see if any of them are worthy of replaying in this week. And I'm kind of a hard ass. You are. Because yeah. we only do one. Yeah, and right. you get to pick it. Yeah. And this week uh, is the is the birthday of Larry Potash, mm-hmm. uh, who is a WGN mm-hmm. uh, news anchor here in town. We've had him on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave said no. Yeah. Uh, it's also Frankie Previtt's birthday. He was the songwriter for Dirty Dancing songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had him on the show. Mm-hmm. Talked Very all nice about, guy. Talked all about yeah. those hits. Yeah. Uh, Dave said no. Mm-hmm. Uh, May third, nineteen seventy nine, the San Diego Chicken hired by KGB Radio. This was you this was a close this one. one. This was yeah. a close one. Yeah, uh, we talked to the Chicken a few years ago. Fun interview. Dave said no. The Elvis, remember the Elvis? Interview? I know the, the Elvis story. Yeah. Well, save it for Elvis's death day. Okay, in, in August. Uh, May third, nineteen seventy one, All Things Considered debuted on NPR. We had Aaron Freeman on the mm-hmm. show. Uh, Dave said no. You know, it's the anniversary of Minutia Men itself. Yeah. It, it today is our sixth anniversary. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Wow. And uh, and for me, this is my five hundredth show with uh, the the network. Oh, because you're all my shows all together. You're whoring yourself out for other right. podcasts. Five hundred wow. shows wow. in six years. Wow. But Dave said no. Uh, May fifth, nineteen eighty nine, the movie Field of Dreams was released. Mm. We talked to Dwyer Brown. Dave said that no. came close too. Although I think we just played. Yeah, but how many times? I can hear that yeah, every day. Uh, May 6, 1976, John Landecker and John Travolta appear at the uh, Woodfield Mall. We've got the audio from that incredible uh, day. It's featured in one of our books. Dave said no, but here's what he said yes to. May 4, 1970, the date of the Kent State Massacre. Mm-hmm. We had on John Philo. Tell everybody who John is. So I'm sure you, well, people who are... No, I think actually even young people have probably seen this picture. It's um, It was taken at the Kent State um, riots. Okay, joining Mexico. us on oh. the phone. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. Now, um, that one came on right away. <laughs> yeah, right. You, you were giving me the long, <laughs> the long uh, you know, stretch it out. Yeah. So anyways, John Philo was a 19-year-old student. I think he was at Kent State, State and he was a photographer, and he captured perhaps one of the top, I don't know, 10 most iconic photos of the 20th century, and that's the picture of the girl over the dead body yeah. screaming, right? Yeah. Which won a Pulitzer Prize. If you've seen the picture, you'll never forget it. 
And the story he tells about not only when he got the shot and the bullets flying over his head, but what he had to do afterwards, because you couldn't email it. Well, we're not going to get into all of that, but we are going to get into the the shot itself. And here it is. The large contingent of group, uh, guardsmen, about 80, 85, something like that. They put down a, a squad rifle line pointing at the students that were in the parking lot. And then there was this lone student with a black flag, something spray painted on it. Couldn't read it. Basically a broomstick with a black flag on it. Mm-hmm. And and, uh, and the student goes down onto this practice, rugby field, practice football field, and, and sort of at distance uh, waving this flag in front of this kneeling squad of guardsmen are in helmets and gas masks, and uh, they're pointing their rifles at them. And I'm going, oh my god, this is this is the best picture I've yeah, ever right. taken. This yeah. is hold it right there. <laughs> and, I'm, you know, and I'm looking around, saying, did anybody get this picture? And I'm walking up the sidewalk, saying, well, that that was an interesting thing. I think it's all over. Only to find the guardsmen returning in a hurry, students fleeing, and I'm standing on the sidewalk, and it's in this uphill climb with steps and everything, and I'm dodging students. And the guard begins firing, and they're on the crest of the hill, and I'm about two thirds of the way up the hill, and you hear, you know, you you sort of hear the whiz of the bullet go by your ear, Jeez. and then you see, then you hear the, you know, the sort of the guns going off, um, and I remember I said, oh, I got to get a, I thought it was a scare tactic, uh, you know, other than once I heard that bullet, I knew it wasn't uh, go by, and before that happened, there was a looked like a guardsman pointing a rifle in my direction and he let loose and in my field of view immediately in front of me was this huge metal sculpture there's this huge clang and there's this cloud of rust around it and that bullet penetrated that sculpture and hit the tree to my right took off a little chunk of bark and i said oh my god someone was using live ammunition and i I sort of dropped the camera around, you know, it was wearing around my neck. But uh, by the time I recomposed myself, it was it was sort of over. And I was angry that I didn't get a picture of the guardsmen shooting. And uh, But I noticed around the metal sculpture there was somebody wounded. I mean, they were playing on the ground. People, you know, just starting to look at them and starting to minister to them. And as I turned slowly around behind me, because I couldn't, understand how I didn't get hit. I mean, that was that was my initial reaction. Is, am I hitting them in a state of shock and I don't know it? Because there were people, the bullets on my right, and immediately to my left, if you look down the hill, was, was um, this body on the asphalt and a huge, huge stream of blood coming out of the neck area. Oh. And, uh, and not being a doctor or a medical technician, I said, well, my God, that person's dead. Just, just on the volume of blood in that few seconds. Um, I, I sort of elected to go that way, not not to where the wounded was, uh, person was, because already there was the guard had sort of reformed um, and, and left. Um, yeah, I stayed by the body of, of Jeffrey Miller, and uh, I wanted to. I think I sort of wanted to flee immediately after the shooting, and then stop myself halfway down the hill. Well all over when you when you're running from now you know and then stayed with the body of jeffrey miller and i do remember students screaming uh in my ear about what kind of pig i am shooting in this picture oh, of this dude. body yeah. blood 
And you just say, you just had to ignore it, you know. Uh, and I took that picture of the student with the black flag, which found out later was Alan Canfor, who was later shot through the wrist trying to hide behind a tree. Um, on that same roll was the Mary Vecchio picture with the body of Jeffrey Miller. Right. And, and I knew I was running out of film. And, you know, I had this tremendous debate, shoot this picture, don't you, when she got, when she knelt down near the body, you could see this emotion building in her. And I had no idea she was a 14-year-old runaway. She, she was... Uh, yeah, she wasn't even a student. Tall. Yeah, she wasn't a student there. She was just there for the protest, right? And, and uh, she was, a, you know, a kid on the run. Yeah. And um, found out, like, her, found her two weeks later, you know, in Indianapolis, I think. But... Um, wow. Um, well, the point is, I could see this emotion building in her, and I was having this debate: shoot this picture, don't shoot the picture. And, I, and then she just says, lets out with a scream, and you shoot the picture. I think I shot one more frame, and then I got another half frame, and that was it. Yeah, yeah what it was just a uh, uh, John has spoken. God, I don't know, two, three, maybe four times to my classes. Has he really? Oh yeah, he's been, yeah. and he's great, and the students always. That's something that really resonates. With yeah, them. I mean. <laughs> Especially college students, right? Yeah, right. Um, yeah. It's a, it's one of those things. People of our generation uh, re- remember it happening. Uh, people that are a little older than us, uh, this was like a, a a formative event in their lives. Well, it arguably was what started the start of the end of the Vietnam War. Right, the public sentiment completely turned right. on the war after that. So. Well, once again, we've uh, we've gotten serious. Okay, we, we got to get some. We yeah. got to get something wacky <laughs> soon. Uh, well, luckily, we've got something uh, wacky. What's uh, uh, what's your next? Uh, story? Tardy groom loses wife. Okay, that's pretty good. I've got another embarrassing death story, <laughs> and uh, we also have a great celebrity story that. Uh, well, I I don't, I don't even want to tease who it mm. is. It's it's a fun one, and that all of that. Is coming up right after this. All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the, the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer, what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to free kicks with adam and rick and that's on the radio misfits podcast network free kicks a tony lasano podcast opie show on the radio misfits podcast network great talk radio isn't dead it just moved to a better place radio misfits.com and we're back rick this comes out of india all right bride marries another man because her groom was tardy <laughs> Wow, that's very impatient. <laughs> in an interesting, in an interesting turn of events, the father of a bride in Bulhana district of Maharashtra, of course, Des Moines, yeah. uh-huh. uh, got his daughter married to a relative instead of the groom because the drunk groom did not reach the wedding venue on time. <laughs> oh my God! The ve- the wedding the wedding was scheduled to take place on April twenty second in Melkapur Pangra village. Um, all the preparations were done. They got the yeah. the lazy Susans, maybe yeah, whatever. The, the wedding the, is ready to go. <laughs> right, they got the brisket. Yeah. Wedding, well, probably not the brisket. Yeah. Uh, and the groom didn't show up. He finally came, got there at about eight o'clock, and the bride's family or the father was so pissed off. He said, "Nope, you're not marrying Shirley. my daughter. Right, yeah. whatever, Shirley. Yes. <laughs> and uh, you know what? And don't call me Shirley. And 
in that conversation, she goes, you know who she's marrying? She's marrying that him. guy. <laughs> exactly. Is that, and that's yeah, really what he pretty did. Pretty much right. Yeah. And they ended up. Getting, and the guy was like, okay. okay. Yeah, right. Exactly. Great bean dip. Sure. What the well, hell? And, and you know, the guy who was late was probably like, why do you think I was late? <laughs> you know, why do you think I'm drunk? Yeah. Uh, but interestingly, and I think that this is kind of a, well, fun little tidbit. Just three weeks before in the same province. Okay. An Indian bride canceled her wedding after the groom failed a quick math test. <laughs> this is like the Baltimore Colts quiz <laughs> right, in the exactly. movie diner. Yeah. During the, during the <laughs> wedding ceremony, the bride asked the... So during the ceremony, uh-huh. the bride asked the oh. groom to recite multiplication tables. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. The groom, Rick Kempfer, couldn't, <laughs> and the wedding was canceled. <laughs> that would not be good for me. <laughs> that would not have been good for me. Uh, hey, honey, can you uh, balance the checkbook? <laughs> no! <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, I have a story for you. It's kind of a, kind of a sad story. You know, my biggest fear in life is an embarrassing death. Embarrassing death. It takes away every single thing you did right. in your lifetime. Makes all about you become the guy who. Yeah. Right. I call it the Keith Relf rule. Keith. Keith was in the Yardbirds, uh, the band the Yardbirds, but it be- is best known as the. Oh, isn't that the guy who electrocuted himself playing his guitar in the bathtub? <laughs> yes, that's the guy. All right. Well, in the spirit of that rule, my heart goes out to Tanya Rodriguez and James Carolfi of formerly of Wisconsin okay. from the Associated. Did they move? Uh, well, let me tell you the story. <laughs> Sheriff's Deputy Chad Billub said 44-year-old Tanya Rodriguez and 52-year-old James Carolfi were electrocuted while they were creating art using a dangerous method called fractal wood burning. The process, and what could possibly go wrong here, the process uses high-voltage electricity to create designs in the wood and is increasingly popular on TikTok. Okay. So they were doing this to, you know... To get get views. Right. And, you know, uh, this... Whenever I hear a story about a, a an embarrassing death, I think of limericks. <laughs> so. Well, is this is this a uh, uh, well? This is like an almost an all limerick show for me. Huh? <laughs> well, it's you know, once I'm in the mood, <laughs> I can't stop. Are you ready? Yeah. James and Tanya's audience was wrapped on TikTok. They ooed and they clapped, but after this fractal burning, they won't be returning because James and Tanya were zapped. <laughs> Thank you very much. That is, that is hey, Rick, did you do our taxes? <laughs> nope. Writing limericks. <laughs> yeah, you know, I may not be able to do, uh, uh, you know, the multiplication tables. <laughs> right. But any moment at any time, any right. any right. place on earth. I could do a limerick or a parody song about any, anything. Yeah. Or, and a eulogy. The, and I'll grant you these are not great skills. But or I'm nor marketable. I'm the best. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Time for another feature. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where people send in their brushes with greatness. Uh, This week, by chance, somebody sent in a limerick. No, no, they no, did no, it. No, they did not. No, they're uh, from Limerick. Yeah. No, this uh, comes through my Facebook instant messenger. Uh, William Moran, one of mm-hmm. my Facebook friends, mm-hmm. sends this. You guys are obviously big fans of baseball and 70s sitcom, so I thought you'd enjoy my story that combines both of those things. In the early 80s, I lived in Portland, Oregon. We had a AAA team called the Portland Beavers. And it says right here, honestly, it says, I'll pause while you... <laughs> does it really? It does say that. Wow, he's cracked the code. He has. 
The team was Pittsburgh's Triple A team. I was watching the local news one night, and as a teaser before the commercial, the newscaster said, a major television star purchases a minority share in the in the Beavers. I was on the edge of my seat, but, you know, they went into commercials. Right? Okay, so, yeah. so. Uh, my brother and I were chanting throughout the commercials, please be Jerry Mathers, please be uh, Jerry Beaver, Mathers, sure. who is, of course, the Beaver. The Beaver. Right. When they came back from commercials, though, the newscaster revealed the identity, actor David Landers. Do you know who that is? Uh, well, is that I, Squiggy? I had, I had no idea who they were talking about until the picture flashed on the screen above his shoulder. It was Squiggy from Laverne uh, and Shirley. Talk about a major yeah, letdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never met him, and I'm sorry he died of MS, but my brother and I were just upset that he wasn't Jerry Mathers. <laughs> now, that's a good story. Yeah, that's a good story, sure. I mean, he never met uh, David Landers, but, still, but I like that story. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. yeah, we... we We've got kind of a wide berth. We do. Yeah, that's fine. We do. So send in your stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'll tell you at the end of the show all the different places that you can mm-hmm. send it to. Uh, but right now we should talk about what's what we got uh, on Minutia Men's celebrity interview. Sure. All right. Right now, if you check it out, you can hear uh, Rascals lead singer mm-hmm. Felix Cavalieri. But coming up soon, mm-hmm. we talk to a sportscaster slash author. Yeah, Rich King. We got Rich King who just, um, well, it'll be released probably by the time that the show airs. Yeah. Would. yeah. Uh, Ike and Me, he wrote a book about his time with his cameraman, Ike, Isaac, yeah. and um, uh, it's a great book. It's it'll a story book. about, uh, you know, a black guy and a white guy yeah. working together and the different challenges mm-hmm. that is, and, and also some great stories about covering yeah. Chicago sports for mm-hmm. 48 years. Yeah. Um, and he looks like he's 36. I know. I don't know how he does it. Yeah. Uh, but he'll tell us those stories on uh, Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. So, all right. Now, here's where you can send us your stuff. Minutia Men Instagram page, which mm-hmm. I saw is over 90 now. I think we're at 90. I think we're at 93. We're surging. <laughs> I know. We are surging. We had a good week. I think we had three followers. Yeah. Minutia Men Official is where you find that. You can contact us on Twitter at Minutia Men, or you can email us at minutiamenpodcast at gmail.com. You can check out our publishing company, Eckhart's Press, E-C-K-H-A-R-T-Z Press.com. Uh, you can also follow along 40 Years of Rick and Dave by going to my blog, rickkemper.blogspot.com. There's also a special link there. Mm. All right, so we have to thank people. Oh, my God. So 500 episodes, couldn't have done it without the incredible yeah. Tony Lasano, executive yeah. producer with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. Mm-hmm. Ed Silla, my God. He's Where would we be without all Ed Silla? Oh, they've, everyone's been yeah. distributed through Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. We'll be back again next week for another episode of Minutiaman. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? What do you get when you hear a, a celebrity Minutiaman interview, Dave? You will get Mark Cuban and Anthony Scaramucci, Cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch and the bully from the Christmas Story. Yes. The voice of Siri and She Shed Cheryl. My God, it list goes on. So you'll get Minutia, Celebrity Minutia Men Interview, a Tony Lasano podcast. Go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits.